0: Let's get right to it. So praying the scripture again, Luke 18, verse one, we're reading from the voice translation. He told them, he being Yeshua, a parable urging them to keep praying and never grow discouraged. So remember the theme for praying the scripture this time around is about weariness and discouragement. So we want to remember that we are the prevailing people of God. And remember an important name that he's Yahweh Nisi. He is the God of banners. And one thing that is important about banners is if you understand not even just um, modern armies, but armies of ancient history and not even so far back as like biblical times. But during biblical times and even after biblical times, what armies would do is whenever they took ground, even like as far back as the 30s and 40s, 1930s and 40s, 50s, they would go and put their flag on that territory to denote, we have conquered this land. Now, different groups do different things. So you might have had some armies, and when I say armies, it doesn't necessarily mean what our modern understanding of armies is, like armed forces. Um, So Navy or Marines or um, the uh, task force or the army or the National Guard, the Air Force, it could be any army. So um, like the the First Nations individuals here in the United States of America, they had armies. Um, the West Africans, before they were, many of them were conquered and brought over to the United States of America, into England, and into Central America and other places as well, they had armies, and Africa still has armies. Again, not the type of armies that we're thinking about, like national defense, but those types of armies. So they might take some of them, you know, body parts. Um, Some of them might take other things or items as souvenirs. And just like modern armies, you know, have those pins, P-I-N, Or badges to signify and denote that they have this honor, they've accomplished this task, they've gone through this training, or they've been on these many missions, or so on and so forth, they've gotten to this level, these ancient armies would have a type of badge, if you will, usually in the form of a headdress, or again, wearing the spoils of those they defeated, around their necks, maybe on their arms, around their chests. So maybe some of them wore um, capes, if you will. Uh, Again, predominantly, it was a headdress. So adding on to like a hat, adding on to that, that was also seen of the demonic too, but we're not talking about the demonic. We're talking about righteousness. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because when I say Yahweh Nisi, that's what we we got to think about with that. It, it's not just that it's a banner that God staked, evolved into the ground and said, I am chief. I rule this. I have conquered. I have prevailed. I own this. But you need to understand that Yahweh Nisi means I have taken the spoils from all those I've conquered and I wear it. You see, now I'm about to meddle because that's what I was talking about in the last episode. A lot of people just see Yeshua as this like romancer and he is... I will never take that away from him because he is. But you got to see him as the God of war. You have all these other religions, ancient religions, and you have all these modern religions and all these beliefs, yada, yada, yada. Um, For instance, I I, I think it's Roman and Greek primarily who have both their versions of God of war. And um, Mars is Roman And I'm trying to think of the Greek one, but I can't seem to think of it right now. But that all has its root in God, the father and God, the son, Yahweh and Yeshua. He is the God of war and you need to understand his name as El Gabor. It's not just the mighty one. It is. I am the chief warrior. There is no greater warrior than I am. When he says, I am the Lord of heaven's armies, that means he is the principal warrior of all the armies of heaven who are the greatest warriors ever to exist. So if you want to fight those armies You got to fight the greatest warrior. So you take everything I just said and you go back to what I said previously and you understand Yahweh Nisi. I have taken all the spoils from my enemies, which are your enemies from your enemies because they're your enemies. They're my enemies because you belong to me and ain't nobody going to mess with you. That's the privilege of being a son and daughter of the most high God and I am going to showcase that I am El Gabor. I'm going to showcase that I am Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of heaven's armies. I'm going to showcase that I am Yahweh Nisi. You see, nobody teaches this. I have heard no one teach this because everybody thinks that he is just a humble lamb. Everybody thinks that he's just this Humble God, and he is, again, I'm not taking that away from him. His character nature is meekness. His character nature is humility. Hello, God came to earth. God came to earth. Yahweh came to earth in the form of a man. I mean, talk about humility. But you can never take away the other aspects of him. You see, that's why we got to be careful of compartmentalizing him. We can't do that. You cannot put him in a box and try to take out which aspect you want to take out of him. You've got to look at him as a whole because God looks at us that way. And that's hard for many people. I would actually say it's hard for most people. And I would actually say, unless you have a gift or you are being taught, tutored by the Holy Spirit, and you're pressing in to see him as the whole, it is going to be very difficult because most people, and this is not just for those outside of his will. I'm speaking about the sons and daughters. Most people see him separated. They see him as these things and not as the whole. So let me go back because that was powerful. You need to understand that God wears a headdress of the the spoils. God has souvenirs of all of your enemies that are his enemies now and all of his enemies that have oppressed you and me. He wears their belongings In the stench and smell and their defeat, he wears them. And dare I say, boast, because you know, when we say that word, it's a negative negative connotation. But he shows I am God. I mean, don't believe anything I'm saying. Go look at Isaiah 40. Go look at Isaiah 41. Go look at Isaiah 42. I am God. And besides me, there is no other. Enough on that. So, Father, I thank you right now that according to Luke chapter 18, verse 1, that we will be a people who persevere and prevail in prayer. Father, that we will not stop praying. Father, you are reigniting the prayer movement in the body right now. You are reigniting the global prayer movement. Father, I repent on behalf of the nations not just the United States. I repent on behalf of the nations, all nations hanging in the balance right now, where we have said, we pray, where we have given lip service, where we have been forked tongue and we've said one thing and we have not done or shown another thing. Father God, as nations, we have been prayerless. So I repent, Father God, and I ask that you will forgive us. And Father, I release forgiveness over those of us who have not been praying, Father, because according to your word, as you say in Matthew, as we forgive our debtors, we receive forgiveness. You forgive us and we forgive our debtors. So, Father, I release forgiveness to anyone who is indebted to us who have forked tongues, who have double talking, Father God, who have also not held up their end of the bargain and who have been prayerless. Father God, I thank you for restoring the spirit of intercession into the nations. I thank you for storing the spirit of intercession into your bride, to your remnant, to your people. I thank you for s- restoring the spirit of intercession to Louisiana, to specific in key cities and states and regions and countries, Father God, with intercessory anointings to Costa Rica. I prophesy to you that your intercessory anointing will be actualized, whether if you know it or not. Father, raise up intercessors in Costa Rica in the name of Jesus. Father God, I bless IHOP, International House of Prayer, Kansas City. Father God, may that ministry excel greater in the spirit, knowing Yeshua face-to-face, cheek-to-cheek, eye-to-eye, and breast-to-breast, in a greater measure as it has not known before, pressing into the spirit and heart of intercession. Father, may they lead in intercession and that you would restore a remnant, that you would restore in a greater measure what once was. May it be so again. And Father God, I thank you right now that you are giving utterance to this prayer movement, because everything starts and its birth from a place of prayer, which is where intimacy is formed, where intimacy is met, where intimacy is encountered, where intimacy exists and is. Father God, I also repent that we have not been an intimate people. Teach us by your spirit. Unite us, reunite us back once again with you, Father, Yoke us. Bind us, Father God. Bring us back to the heart of worship where it's all about you, where we're one with you, where you are one with us, where we're one with you, where you're one with us. Take us back to the things of the first. Take us back to what's truly important. Take us back to what is first so that we're guarding and watching over what is is about to die so that we can breathe and bring life through our prayers father god raise up intercessors right now i ask that you give us new revelation that you give us new knowledge that you give us secret knowledge even greater knowledge than we've had in previous decades in history about intercession father god as you did with reese howell as you had him be a general of intercession father god Raise up generals of intercession now. I'm asking in the name of Yeshua, as you did with Reese Howell, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we need you this hour. We're crying out for you this hour, right now. Yeshua, will you teach us how to intercede? Your the word says that you're in heaven interceding now before the throne of God. That's what you do. You intercede. Will you share? Will you allow us to partner with what you're doing to see what you're? Doing to know what you're knowing. Will you give us your heart? Will you give us a heart like you have to intercede for the nations, not just what we want, what's on our heart, not just our nations, but for the nations. I'm seeing it's like right now, it's like a map, like in an electronic map, like you know. Futuristic in advance, and it's just before the face of Yeshua. And as I pray that, would you give us your heart to see and know what you know? That's what he does. You know, nothing is hidden from him because he's God, he's Yeshua. And that's what I feel like we can have a piece of. If we would truly press in. So, Father God, I thank you that you're causing us to be a people who are mindful of nations, that you're putting nations in our heart. Dispense and release us to the nations, even if it's from our prayer closet, even if it's from our kitchens, from our bathrooms, from our cars, our vehicles, from our jobs, from our computers, from our living rooms, from our bedrooms, wherever we are, you are sending and releasing us, commissioning us to nations through intercession in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, Romans 8 says one of your functions is to groan and intercede for us. So I ask right now that you would allow us to partner in your ministry, that you would teach us, Holy Spirit. Spirit, that you would bridge the gap according to John 14 and John 16, that you would bring revelational knowledge from the throne of Yahweh and from the seat of Yeshua to us here in the earth realm, that you would impart intercession to us, Holy Spirit, that it would be once again restored, that we would truly be the praying, prevailing church so that we would not grow discouraged. But we would keep praying because prayer changes things. You respond and answer to prayers. Your word says and mark that when you stand praying, believe that you will have what you pray for. And I tell you the truth. If you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be lifted up and throw yourself into the sea. We want faith like that, God. We cry out, Abba, Father, give us faith like that. And it comes from a place of prayer. But Father, we know the principle. Later on, Yeshua, you give us the blueprint. You say the principle is you got to forgive. You got to forgive. If there's unforgiveness hidden in your heart, you cannot pray with faith like that. So that's why I stand in repentance. That's why I stand and I release forgiveness in the United States of America. Because, Father, we are driven and ruled by offense, we are driven and ruled by the spirit of hatred. Father, refuel us with love. Bring back the spirit of harmony. Bring back the spirit of unity. Bring back the spirit of intercession. That's what will bind us greater. We won't see color. We won't see big, tall, or small. We won't see Baptist or charismatic or Catholic or Lutheran. We will see the one true God, Yahweh. Bind us in your law, Father God. Teach us how to forgive Bind us in your love, Yeshua, and teach us how to forgive. Father, I honor you and I bless you right now, and I thank you that you're calling us to go forward as an army advancing and prevailing on our faces and knees. I pray you're blessed. I pray you're edified. I pray you are thrust forward to continue praying, and never be discouraged.